some people don't understand that like uh they give you a little bit more than than what you prepare for. Mm-hmm. Like like if we was always a cup and you fill and you filling me up with water, whether it's your emotion, your physical time, sometimes my cup might be this big and you giving me a gallon. Mm-hmm. And they you not you not prepared for that. Especially like it'd be like friends, relationships. That's why you gotta like like you said, set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it don't even have to be no like no hard some people Real into like cutting people off when it gets tough. It don't have to be no hard stop, but like you said, like I can't do it today. Yeah. Like today is the day I can't do it. Mm-hmm. If they can't respect that, then you know they either a real friend or they not. Like yeah, that's when you start getting them little posts on the story. Like niggas ain't real. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when I was up, when I was up, niggas. Ah, uh, this, this how they want to do me. That, that when I get a DM, like bitch, who you talking about? Who you talking about, bro? I'm saying bitch. Damn. So now when you you get to acting like you acting like a motherfucker, I'm fucking. Now you, yeah. you get to doing shit like that. I gotta talk to you. Like bro, I swear. What's up, what's up? This is the Chop by T podcast where we get real, raw, authentic conversations. I am your host, T. And to the very far right of me, we got my brother, my dear brother, the Honorable Roscoe. What up, what up, what up? In the middle, we got uh, a special guest, man. My brother, my dear brother, LaShawn, Retro Realist, Shimmy, all of that. Go ahead and give me your shit, man. Yeah, you know, uh, I appreciate y'all having me. Uh, it's just a pleasure to be here. Uh, y'all was doing big things. I'm the greatest alive. All of them. <laughs> I already know. I already know. And if you're watching this right now, you done made it this far, man. I need y'all to go ahead and subscribe to our shit as well. Yeah. We definitely need y'all to go subscribe to our YouTube, listen to us on all platforms, wherever you get podcasts, all of that good shit that Demo be uh, making me do. <laughs> the, so The damn link in every bio. Yeah. All the links and all that other good shit. Y'all go do that, man. Go check us out. Uh, but again, man, we got uh, what you you want me to call you, Shane? Man, I call you Lashawn all the time. I'm gonna call you Lashawn. Yeah, you you call me whatever. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> man. We got Lashawn here today, man. Um, and I want to jump right into it. Um, you from Memphis, right? Yeah. Uh, M Town, the gutter park. Uh, Whitehaven, the heart Damn. of Memphis. Everybody always said when I say the gutter part, motherfuckers <laughs> like, what? Well, nah, uh, nah, I'm from Whitehaven, like, the heart of Memphis. <laughs> when we gonna get motherfuckers that's from the gutter part? <laughs> we're from Orange Mile. We need <laughs> motherfuckers from the gutter the, part. The problem is the motherfuckers from the gutter part, they not getting out the gutter part. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they not, they not expanding their horizon. They not traveling. They not, when you there, it's like, it's like you stuck there. Right, right. And it's yeah. like you stuck there. They too, uh, they in love, they too in love with it. Yeah. Shout out to all the people in the gutter part. I ain't gonna lie. Even if y'all stuck there, <laughs> stay there. Don't meet your ass. <laughs> no motherfuckers problematic. <laughs> nah, <laughs> fucking off with us anyway. Nah, I be, I be hoping they can uh they can get out here too. That's why you know I always try to invite all my people out to Nashville. Show them it's, it's different. It's a different type of life out here. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that real quick. Then we can jump right into that. That's a good talking point. Jarvay told me something one time. We all know Jarvay. The people watching may not know Jarvay. He one of our frat brothers. He said something one time, um, which was, uh, man, I want to see everybody make it, right? 
Y'all agree with that? Y'all want to see everybody make it? I, everybody can't make it. Well, besides that, do y'all want to see everybody to, make it? Yeah. We know everybody can't make to, it. To an extent, I want to see everybody make it just because it gives us, our people, the best chances. You right. know what I mean? If everybody's shooting for success, if I don't make it, I want to see the next man make it. Mm. When you say our people, you talking about black people? Yeah, t- definitely talking about black people. <laughs> well, let's make it, let's not make it a racial thing. Let's just make it a thing, you know, Well, let's general. say, well, not, you know, not, not even necessarily. All people. Not even say, necessarily <laughs> say black people. I'm saying people who weren't, it, it wasn't given to. Right. And they have to go get it themselves. Mm. I want to see those people make it. Everybody. Okay. But you got to talk about, too, like, what's your definition of make it, too? Like, millionaire? You talking about being famous? or what Well, it just, de- it just depends. Success is, success is what you determine it to be. So what my, mm. version, my version of success is different from your version of success, right? Mm. Your version of success might be financially stable, debt-free. Well, I don't care about having debt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I might be 50000 in debt but feel successful because I got three Lambos, you know what I'm saying? More I carry on my side, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it just depends, but whatever your whatever your endeavor is, like somebody success might just want to be, they want to see their kids happy. Yeah. Now you can you can be hurting, down bad, but as long as your kids happy, that's success for you. Right. I want to see whatever your version of success is. I want to see everybody reach that point where they they can look up and be like, damn, I did. Gotcha. Gotcha. More like so like just happiness. Uh, not even happiness, because sometimes success don't lead you to happiness. It's like a lot of a lot of people are not very goal oriented, yeah. right? But when you got a goal, you got to make sacrifices for it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to sacrifice time. Sometimes you got to sacrifice happiness. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's all about whatever you whatever you said your goal was, whatever you striving to, mm-hmm. whatever anybody's striving to. If it take them to a higher place, or it take us to a higher place, everybody who's trying to make it somewhere, I want to see them do that. Me personally, I don't want to see everybody reach my <laughs> level of success. <laughs> Me uh, that sounded good. All of that <laughs> shit was good that y'all just said, and I appreciate all of that. Um, and no, you actually made some good points in that. Whatever they they idea of success is, then perfect. But what my idea of success is, everybody can't make that. Everybody won't be able to attain that. But before I ask you what your idea is, why do you feel that way? Because it, the the thing, the level that I want to reach, is so rare. And if everybody had it, and it's so it has so much abundance, mm. if everybody had it. Then I wouldn't have as much. It wouldn't be special. It wouldn't be special. It wouldn't be special. <laughs> Most importantly, I wouldn't have as much. Uh, <laughs> That's some selfish shit. <laughs> it do. It do sound a lot. A lot. A lot like uh, more for me. <laughs> yeah, and let's talk about being selfish. We can even dive into that. That's kind of like a deep dive, right? Yeah. Selfishness. The yeah. importance of selfishness. I think being selfish is a form of self care. Yeah, no, That's the reality really. of it. You know. I had a conversation with with Roscoe just not too long ago in regards to a guy who a close friend of mine. Um, I said I think it's I'm I'm about to hit a point to where I got to start setting boundaries for him. Mm. And what I mean when I say yeah. set boundaries, I mean that I'm about to reach a point to where I he called me so much in my life. I got a lot of shit going on myself. Mm-hmm. All of us do, yeah. right? But it's like. He'll have a lot of things going on. And my expectations of any individual that I reach out to when I'm venting or when I'm talking to them or whatever is to tell me, I'm here for you, I'm praying for you, or some little cliche thing along that line, just so I know I got people that support me, right? right. That's all right. I need. But with him, he more and more. It's like he want me to pull up to his house and sit down with him. He want me to fucking rub his back or some shit. I don't know. Right. Some weird shit. <laughs> like, bro, I cannot do that. So I'm having to start setting boundaries for this brother. You understand mm-hmm. what yeah, I'm saying? Definitely. And tell him, like, bro, 
I can't, I have to be, it's levels to everything and, yeah. and it's a level to my selfishness. I will give, y'all know me to be a giving person, you know, mm-hmm. I will give, but it's a level to my selfishness and I think that I, I got to put that boundary in place to tell him to like bag the fuck up, like chill out, nigga. All I can do is tell you it's going to be all right and I'm going to pray for you. That's all I can do. Right. People got to realize when they being a tick, bro, like, it's like just draining you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we all in this thing called life and we got to, you know, navigate on our own and learn how to, you know, do this shit. Like, I can't spend my time, like, worried about you all the time. Right. You know, dealing with, because, you know, everything you hear, you think about it. If a person tell you, you know, if T came today and told me he got cancer, this shit going to be on my brain all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people don't understand that, like, uh, they give you a little bit more than than what you prepare for. Mm-hmm. Like, like if we was always a cup and you fill, and you filling me up with water, whether it's your emotion, your physical time, sometimes my cup might be this big and you giving me a gallon. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're, not, you're not prepared for that. Especially, like, it'd be like friends, relationships. That's why you got to, like, like you said, set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it don't even have to be no, like, no hard. Some people real into, like, cutting people off when it gets tough. It don't have to be no hard stop. But like you said, like, I can't do it today. Yeah. Like, today's the day I can't do it. Mm-hmm. If they can't respect that, then, you know, they either a real friend or they not. Like, Yeah, that's when you start getting them little posts on the store, like, niggas ain't real. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when I was up, when I was up, niggas. Uh, this, this how they want to do me. That, that when I get a DM, like, bitch, who you talking about? Who you talking about, bro? I'm going to say bitch, damn. So now when you you get to acting like, you acting like a motherfucker, I'm fucking. Now you, yeah. you get to doing shit like that. I got to talk to you like bro, I that. I swear niggas be on that shit, niggas. We, we were talking about that. Niggas, it's like niggas be wanting you to hug him and kiss him in the mouth or some shit. Like. Bro, boo, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, but you, but you know where that come from? It come from that deep desire. They ain't never had no love for real. They don't know how to. They abuse it. They yeah. abuse it. Like a lot of people, like you said, back in Memphis, where we come from, from that gutter part, they got family and they got ties, mm-hmm. but some of those people don't know how to love and be in genuine relationships mm-hmm. and have balance. Right. So when they finally get that moment where, oh, this guy know how to really, you know, show genuine care, they just squeeze it, squeeze mm-hmm. it like a damn uh, lemon. You're absolutely right. Yep. I couldn't have said it no better, actually. No, I mean, that's the case with, with that brother as well, you know. That's the case, like you said, with most of us. Like, it's just when you find somebody who really love you, is you want to you wanna latch on to that and you can't yeah. let it go. One thing I always go by, like, in regards to that, is, like, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I see you as a good thing to me, I got to do, I, now I have to do you in moderation. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to enjoy you in moderation, because now if I'm enjoying you too much, I'm depending on you. Mm-hmm. Is that really a thing, though? Because, like, I was going to ask you, um, judging back from uh, Lux episode, he said, you know, uh, if I had 400, if anybody had 400 of anything, like who's going to complain about that and not say it's a good and thing? I've seen that, and that's, he made a very good point, but that's cap. Yeah. You can't even keep up with 400 or anything. I lose three pennies if, if you told me to keep up with it. Mm. What I'm saying is, uh, why have 400 pennies when you can have one solid $100 bill? I guess, I guess you see that. what I'm saying? You got to have something. I'm going to say, explain that. Yeah. Like, you got to have something. My whole point was saying that um, four four hundred pennies is four dollars. Right, right. <laughs> I would much rather have. <laughs> hey, that's why I said you know you might have to imagine. Just, yeah, we should have said like hundred thousand. Think like this: yeah. we just go back to the wise thing. <laughs> we'll go back to the, some okay. dudes can't even uh, satisfy one wife, yeah. right? Mm. If you're talking about really doing what you're supposed to do in a marriage, mm. right? 
Imagine trying to satisfy 400. I can't even sit in the room with 400 gals. Yeah. I'll probably lose my wig. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is too much of a good thing. What's your What's your favorite thing to do, Demo? Fuck. All right, now. <laughs> Besides that. Look, look. What, what was the one? Well, Demo. I got reading the book. I was going to say nothing. I was going to say nothing. Go to church. He said fuck it. He said fuck it. That's my favorite thing. He said, he said fucking, right? Yeah. So imagine you just fucking all the time. Your dick going to fall off. Because too much, as, much, as much as it feels good, eventually your physical body is not going to be able to bury it. My can. Oh, you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> physically, physically, yeah, not every mythologically. Day. Every day. <laughs> Roscoe got the going rod over here. <laughs> mythologically. But physically, too much of a good thing like ice cream. If you go back to ice cream, ice cream mm-hmm. tastes good. You ate ice cream every day. It's going to have a negative effect. Which is why, like I said, you hit 400 wives or you got you got 400 cars, eventually it's going to have a negative effect. You're not going to be able to drive them. You're going to have 400 notes. Mm-hmm. Too much of a good thing eventually become a bad thing. I was going to say, too, let's go back to the sex thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I seen on the podcast the other day that I, it hit me now. If I don't say it now, I'm going to forget about it. Right. This ain't got nothing to do with what we talk about. <laughs> but if I don't say it now, I'm going to forget about it. It's, um, they said, would you rather... Um, always be able to perform well, like sexually. Uh huh. Always. Uh huh. Like every time. Like every time you on point. You on point, but never nut though. But never nut. Oh. Or hold on, hold on, hold on. Or or would you be able to? Would you rather be able to always stay hard and nut every minute though? I got that. But, but so you you saying you always stay hard, but you don't perform well. You always stay hard, but you nothing every minute though. Nothing every minute. Or you always stay hard, but you never and perform never. well, but you never nut. But you never nut. <sighs> That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> Imagine nothing every minute, bro. That's too much, worse, bro. bro. That's every tough. Minute, you wouldn't. You wouldn't even be able to. This shit happens to me sometimes now. You wouldn't <laughs> every minute though, <laughs> bro. It's been times, bro. I did a record. I'd be like, damn, like, bro. <laughs> And I nut it again a minute later. You trying to break second. the street. <laughs> bro, I'll be Bruh, full of calm. Sometimes, nigga, I'll be fucking. I'll be about to nut fast. I'll be pinching my thigh. Like, damn, don't nuts go. Don't nut. <laughs> Still nut. <laughs> bro, biting his tongue and shit. That's what I do. I bite my tongue. When, I bite that motherfucker. I'll be trying to picture something completely opposite of sex. I'll be in there thinking about... Bro, think about dudes. <laughs> nah, you... <laughs> I have heard of that before, but I'm not going to be doing that. I'll be thinking like, I'll be like motorbike, dirt truck. Old ladies. I'll just be like, I'll be trying to take my mind off the moment. We're thinking about old ladies. That's a wild shit right there. Motherfucker told me they think about dead dogs one time. I said, that's some wild shit right there. Damn, motherfucker get hard thinking about dead dogs. Though. Some motherfuckers are like, some weird people. So which one? So which one y'all picking? Which one y'all picking? Oh, I'm picking. I can't. I can't handle the the nut every minute. Yeah, I had to fucking sacrifice that nut, bro. Right. I just be out here pleasing motherfuckers. Yeah, and your stroke. If you stroking, you still feel the look. You know, the tingle, the pleasure from yeah. that. So yeah, I I'll probably take to stay hard and perform with. Yeah, I think that was an easy choice. Yeah, your ego would be good. Yeah, that was an easy choice. Nothing every minute though. Yeah, that shit. I mean, yeah, because you gotta stop. You gotta stop and take your time. If your goal is to have four hundred wives and four hundred children, then you know, say that might come in handy. (laughs) Hey, I wouldn't listen. The whole concept, and we and we can dive into that too. The whole concept of polygamy come from a financial standpoint a lot of the time. Uh, That that girl, one of the girls, said it under the post actually that um, 
polygamy is a lot more common than people try to make it out to be. America just so so um you know, we so like self centered and mm-hmm. so in ourselves. We think the way shit is here is the way it is everywhere. As an individual, we cannot do that. LeBron James can even do it. Mm-hmm. Beyonce couldn't even do it. Jay-Z couldn't even do it. Like Barack Obama <laughs> couldn't even do mm-hmm. it. So we have to worry about our family not at mm-hmm. home and make sure that's all right. The male. Head of house, whoever it may be, make sure that's good and make sure that you equip your son with the love of self. Mm-hmm. You equip your daughter with the love of self. That way they'll second guess or take that in consideration that I love myself. And because I love myself as a black person, when I go out, I see this other black person. I can appreciate and love them as well because that person is me. They look like me. We have the same features, so on and so forth. That's it. I'm sorry, but you was bro. making a point, dog. No, that, that, my, my whole point was to make a point. <laughs> just, just to, like, even nepotism, bro. Just imagine when we used to have the parties, because we all Sigmas. Bro, imagine how many times you went up to Temp or social, wherever, a party, and you seen somebody else get waved in behind you. Mm-hmm. It's connections, bro. Yeah. Right. I was just playing flag football the other night, bro, and the, other, the dude on the other team was saying, I know these refs. They going to call it. They going to call it. That's relationship. That's nepotism, right. bro. Yeah. So at the same time, it exists at every level, in every race, in every well, nation. My my whole thing was, it's not to, I wasn't trying to discredit nepotism or say like nepotism was a bad thing. I just feel like we, we, we as our people, we need more of it. We I need think. our people yeah. who are in powerful situations to be like, yeah, I'm going to let him through the door. They didn't let, let them boys through the door. But you can't get that. My my whole point is, and I think the point that all of us have been trying to make, is you can't get there until you worry about yourself. How am I going to get into that position when I'm trying to pull you into it? How am I going to pull you into the White House and I ain't there? They said, what, what they said, uh, what Chris Brown said, how you going to hate from outside the club? You can't even get in. You got to get inside the club right. first before you start letting people in the back. Right. You see what I'm saying? Or you have to connect with somebody that's already in there. But you can't do that until you recognize self and then you get in there. I think the biggest, um, you saying people of power. When you think people, black people of power, who do you think about? Just name me one. I can't, I can't name you anybody as powerful as these guys. I'm talking about living. That's what I'm saying. I don't, they don't, I don't have to be as powerful, just somebody that's powerful. Nine times. I hope you out. Jay-Z. Just for the sake of noise. Right. Jay-Z. Jay-Z not going to see us. See, the problem is when we think of people of power, we think of people like the celebrity or the politicians or whoever that's in power that'll never see us. That person that you was talking about who his buddies let him in the door, they were middle class. They probably, The people who let him in the door probably made, what, $25 an hour, $30 an hour, some shit like that. That's what we need more of, these people in the middle. Yeah. We need those middle class people to step in and uh, allow us to... Um, to, to, to be in those doors. We need those people in those spaces, more managers of this, yeah. more supervisors of this, so on and but, so forth. But that's the middle class people is the ones that's getting the crutch kicked under them the hardest. Um, and and we, can, we can step into that too, but I'm just talking about in regards to black people, not right. specifically black people. Like we need more of those people that's in those positions that can pull us into that. I do agree with that. You know, and those... Ideally, all the people that's in, that's in power in those situations. That's what we need more of those people specifically. And to go off your point, you're right. The middle class people are they do take a lot of the hits. Do you mean middle class black or just middle class all? At this point, it's, it seems pretty even in that, in that yeah. regard. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I can agree, but it, see, because now we're stepping into like economics and stuff like that. The thing about that shit is, is it's gonna always correct itself one way or another. Yeah, it's gonna always correct itself one way or another. People say all oh, the middle class is leaving this and this and all that. It's gonna always correct itself. It always has. And the thing is, if you're really interested in helping people, why would you want to be a one percenter anyway? Because there's only so many of those people. And you're like he was saying, Jay-Z's a one percenter. He's never going to see us. He's not going to be able to help us because he's so busy trying to sustain his position as a one percenter. You will want to stay in the middle class so you can pull up because you're only one step ahead of the poorest people, the people that you would be able to help. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to be a one percenter. I want to leave you there. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's never talk to you. That's okay. Again. That's why America's so great because you can do that. Yeah. That's right. what I'm headed to. I, and they, that's why I say I won't be selfish. Stop shaming people for that, though. We shame. We I feel like at the beginning, not to bash you or anything, but you shame people for wanting that. Right. And that we need you to stop doing me. that. He brought it up again. <laughs> he said, like to circle back said, around. Yeah, you, that's, that's wrong, brother. Not, not, not saying, but we got to yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to reference it, like, you know, uh, use him as an example, not trying to shame. I don't, like I said in my, my beginning points, whatever your success is, I want it. If your success is to. Like those guys who wanted to race to space. If yeah. that if that's your version of success, I support you. Even if I never make it to space, that's mm-hmm. just always been the person I am. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to see somebody make it. Because where we're from, a lot of people don't make it. I wanted to see somebody make it. You know um, the real reason why I want to be in that space, though? Why is that? And it, it's still a selfish reason. Uh, and we're going we gonna to get off this after I make this point. But it is a, it is a selfish reason why I want to be in that space. See, my why, my why is so strong, right? I want to be in a position of a, of power. I mean, when I say power, I'm not talking about no middle class. I want to be the people like those people, the Jeff Bezos and all. A button pushers. Head in the space yeah. and push. Because the reality is, is this. When you're in that situation, you employ thousands and thousands. And you also help millions. Literally, you helping millions because if you're able to help that one head of household make a steady income and pay X, Y, and Z, then you got, you, you, like Scott said, you're a button pusher. And this the thing, right? I want to be in that position because when I get to that spot, I can go ahead and I can have that nepotism in regards to my people as a whole because right. I'm living in abundance. I'd be one of them people that if I was had the caliber, the amount of money as a Jeff Bezos or any of them, when I'm getting ready to the to, to, to die, I keep a billion for my kids to go and make more billions. But them other hundred and tens of billions, they going back into the black community. That that'll be the type of person I am. Or not even when I die while I'm living. My biggest one of my biggest whys is to help my people. You know what I mean? And that's that makes me selfish. You can only only way you can get there is by being selfish. Exactly. You can get there by being selfish, and even my why within itself is selfish. You say, How can you be selfish but you want to help people? Well, I I'm selfish in that way. I'm selfish about mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I won't switch gears from there. Like so you rap. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been doing hip-hop music for probably at least five years now. Mm. I've been in love with rap music, hip-hop music for way longer than that. But I I probably didn't start rapping until I got to college, Mm. till till we got somewhere freestyling. And I was like, dang, I'm kind of good at this. I might be good at (laughs) this. I'm kind of good at this. Yeah, I go by like Retro's Realist on all my platforms. If you want to follow me, IG, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes. I got music out on all that stuff. Yeah, Demo going to put all that stuff up there too. Yeah. When, uh, wasn't I, I want to ask you, right, because I think this is what a lot of people don't understand about the music thing, um, the business of it. Right. Um, I think if I think that's the, the thing that holds people back the most in regards to anything, just not having a business together. Right. 
could you would you agree to that or how do you feel about that in regards to music? In regards to music, the like the business is probably the meat of it. It's like eighty percent. It's like twenty percent looks, eighty percent business. Mm. And uh, a lot of, a lot of things I've been noticing lately, just in regards to, to the progress I've been making, it's like right now it's like pay to play. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta pay to get spins mm-hmm. so, or pay to get followers so mm-hmm. you look the part mm-hmm. because. Or get, like a lot of people just get lucky, right? Yeah. But if you're not one of those people, you got to go get those resources to look like one of those people, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's it's right now it's a lot of pay to play. So you got to pay to get to this promoter to promote your music, or you got to pay to get this type of marketing, right? So it, so it's like um, if you're not already rich, mm-hmm. it's hard to do it. You got you got to figure out other conventional ways or other ways to handle that type of business. Mm-hmm. To, to to get to the a lot of people think it's just oh I make music I'm gonna make a five song and it's gonna it's gonna blow up well what you gonna do with the song yeah. now that you made the song how you gonna get ten thousand people to hear it? Mm-hmm. what's the next step yeah um what what you think about this go I'm out far as like just oh concept of pay to play and all of that I think it's it's, it's a very true statement like you have to to a certain degree yeah I think it's part true yeah like. You you got to do that groundwork too. Right. It's, yeah. it's a lot of groundwork that people don't do. Right. They just they like you said they'll put something out there and expect it to blow. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it, even if it do blow, they don't know what to do with it if it blow. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's a, the the business of it. Like I say, hypothetically speaking, I said the scenario: if I was a rapper, right, and I released, um, well, first you gotta with any business, anytime you go into it, because that's my thing. I love business. Any business with anything you're doing, you got to first figure out the landscape. Figure out what's going on in that community, in that world, in that industry. I'm not saying no front to back, but just see what they're doing at the ground level. Entry level to the music, uh, to the um, music industry, entry level is being a rapper, just being an artist. That's entry level. See what the entry level people are doing. See how did they get to their spot, what they doing to get to their spot, what's their story. Especially the people who are willing to tell it. And these days, motherfuckers are so arrogant and narcissistic, they want to tell their story every chance they get. I'm one of them people. Like, figure out the landscape. Figure that shit out entry level. See what they doing. Make your own blueprint based off of that. Develop a system of how you going to do that shit day to day. With this shit, especially when you starting up, there's no room for, for fucking all week to week. Or month to month, or I'm gonna drop a 16 pro, uh, project. This no day to day. Figure out what you gonna do day to day. Develop a content calendar. Get your system in order. What I would do for and your system is based off what you see people doing entry level. There, you just gotta have us. Not even that much. A little talent over some good ass beats, <laughs> and from there you put that shit out and you distribute that shit, and you tap in and you network with people. I don't think we in a situation where it's completely pay to play because you can pay to get them followers, but all motherfuckers going to do is see you have a hundred thousand followers getting 200 likes on your, under your post, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, it, ain't, it ain't organic. It ain't organic. Right. And, but when it does come to pay to play, there are certain things like uh, running ads and stuff like that. And to be more specific, let's say you start doing music, right? And, you check the analytics, you check the data on your music, and you see that your music is getting played heavy 
in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Want to cater to your market. So what you would do is run ads, Facebook, Instagram ads, specifically to just Fayetteville, North Carolina, and boost that shit up to build your, your shit down there so you can get more spins and build that demographic up. And you'll take that same approach to everywhere. Now, in that in those regards, pay-to-play is true. You know, you got to have money in those regards, but also you got to network and you got to hit that road. Don't nothing beat guerrilla marketing, bro. And by guerrilla marketing is finding something off a shoestring budget to to put yourself out there. Whether it's you doing t-shirts you're giving out for free, whether you uh uh doing like fucking business cards, whether you mailing them out, whether you just going to people's faces, showing up at these little events and stuff like that, you got to get in folks' faces. And I think people don't understand that that side of the business in those regards. No, I definitely agree. It's it's not the it's it's not highlighted on when you when you look at Quavo page. He, you don't see him sitting in a meeting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what that's what a lot of people I realize with this TikTok generation, a lot of people start rapping because they seen somebody else rap or they seen somebody else blow. Now they wanna do it. Mm-hmm. When I started music, it wasn't even because somebody else was doing it. I just thought I was talented. I thought I, I wanted to share my artwork with other people. Mm-hmm. Then I then I discovered that nobody wanna see your art to everybody else seeing your art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and that that's the part that kinda of came like and that go back to what I'm saying, like nope. It's, it start to look like when you're an artist, it start to look like that if you don't got the look, then nobody's looking. Yeah. Then it's like how you get the look without without tarnishing your brand, tarnish you know, mm. changing your whole style. How do you how do you get the look? Well, what is the look? Chains and shit. It's like uh, not necessarily chains. <laughs> people people want to see people want to see somebody who already looks successful, who who already yeah, look popping, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They don't they don't want to. Help you get pop money. Help you be, get successful. And not not that you need somebody. Else. I make my music to to share with people who like. Mm-hmm. Not not to to look like I'm living a certain lifestyle. Right. The stuff I say in my music is usually stuff I'm doing, stuff I like to hear, stuff I want people to hear. Because mm-hmm. it might not be my lifestyle, but you might relate. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You might relate. That might be what a song that dang I really I he really that. wanted to hear that. But I can't get the. Following I need because when you look at my page, it's like mm. three thousand followers that I, I I got off from college. Like mm. I went from three hundred to three thousand in college, yeah. and then after I graduated college, it was like, <laughs> you know what I encourage you to do? I encourage you to um, harness that energy, whatever it was that led you to get from them three thousand three hundred to three thousand when you got into college. Right. I need you to harness that energy and you need to take that energy outside of the Tennessee area, the Murfreesboro area. Right. I gen- I genuinely feel like that was just like being around a huge amount of people. Like it's like like freshman year, you go from being around the same five hundred graduating class you've been around mm-hmm. to now you around a thousand people different people every day. Mm-hmm. Thousand different people. It was it was like Snapchat here, Snapchat there, Snapchat there. Mm-hmm. Instagram this, Instagram that. So it just, it just kind of grew on its own. Or as I started to do more stuff on, you know, around campus, you got more light. And then even you try to do that with the music, but then it's like you said, it's a lot of narcissistic stuff going on with the industry. You're trying to get a show. Well, you got to get more exposure. You're trying to get around more people mm-hmm. where they want 500 for the slot. Well, this is what I mean specifically when I say harness their energy. Understand what I'm saying, right? Um... I know niggas that came to college with 300 followers and left with 250. <laughs> 250 followers. <laughs> Unpopular niggas. <laughs> Why am I following this nigga? Let me unfollow. Right. It was something that you did specifically 
that led you to go from that 300 to that 3,000 and you need to figure out what the fuck that was. It wasn't just you being around a lot of people. You from Memphis. You being around a lot of people all the time. It's something that you did, something that changed, something within your actions that changed during that time that led to you to make that big jump like that. Right. And you need to harness that and take that out and, and, and to other places. Mm-hmm. And we talking like worldwide, polygamy is a lot more common. And a lot of times they do it for financial reasons, which is reasonable. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. I don't think it's bad. No, that was the thing. It was just like, and I, I think that was the biggest, that was going to be my point. It's mm-hmm. just like, you had to understand, understand it biblically that this stuff wasn't written in America. It was written in different countries and in different countries, they practice different things. But our justice system, not justice system, the justice system too. too yeah. yeah, yeah. But the education system is so backwards that we only teach people to love America. We don't appreciate nobody else's culture. But in other countries, I was just talking to somebody about this. They they know everything about America. Mm-hmm. They're like, America is great. They, they do this in America? Oh, America is great. But here it's like, no, yeah, America is great. But no, we don't know nothing about nothing else. So. Yeah. yeah. America. I was say, do y'all feel like America is great? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like America is great? America is yeah. the yeah. only place you can come to bro, and have nothing. Brian, do what you need to do. You be on top of the world. You know? Regardless of anything. <laughs> you know, we got our pros and our cons. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, wouldn't want, I, w- I don't want to be nowhere else but America. Yeah. <laughs> but is that because you've been here? Like, have you been um, other places? Nah. To- go ahead. Nah, we can go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought. Because I was going to, you know, every time I think about, like, not, you know, foreigners, people from Brazil, people from Europe, they say they come here to, they say they come here to get the, you know, America. Over there, they're having wars and stuff. It's so much better in here. It's so much better. So much opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, you know where I meet them people? Right. Working at Kroger's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Coming to get prescriptions uh, for for diseases that they, I mean, for illnesses that they develop here in America, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like what I don't believe America is what we settle it up to be. Now, sure, like we not having civil wars, mm. but we all having our own conflicts that probably just as equal to theirs. But peep this though, you and that's a part of I'll call it brainwashing for lack of a better term. That's a part of your conditioning as an American. Black that, American. Yeah, black American at that. That you've been conditioned to think that, you know, that's an, an American way of life. Like, that's a bad thing if you come over here and contract a disease when really that's a natural thing. Yeah. Like, imagine, I'll use the military, for example. They used to talk about if you was to get uh, stationed in Alaska. One sergeant told us he got stationed in Alaska. And after so long, because it's so cold out there, you start to grow hairs. Like, so you have to understand if you're coming from a different place that might be cooler, might be hotter, a different country, the air might be a little bit thinner because you're on the equator, whatever the case may be. If you come to America where the air is a little bit more polluted, your body has to take time to to develop a certain immunity, right? you know, just to bring up because everybody's talking about COVID shots nowadays. So, it, but again, you've been conditioned as a black American to think that that's a bad thing. That's what I'm talking about with America. You see what I'm saying? Well, really, that's something natural that would happen to you if you went and lived in Europe. Your body would go through a whole bunch of changes. You see what I'm saying? Right. Well, let's dive a little bit more into that as well. That's a good point, too, Demo. Let's dive a little bit more into that as as um, reason America is. You're right. You said it's not what we sell it up to be, uh, what they would sell it up to be. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest. Go say it. It got its cons, right? But the pros heavily outweigh the cons. Yeah. You, 
see, and, and we can we can compare. Uh, we can say there's no civil wars or anything here. <laughs> That's not true. You go to Chicago, it's war every fucking day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We have our violence. We got our shit going on. But I think a key to what Sko said is coming here, you can start with nothing and you can build up to something. Classism is everywhere, right? It's everywhere, no matter where you go. But the system that we have set in place, it allows you to make certain moves and grow. And you got to take it all in the uh, context, too. Those people who you talking about working at Kroger and they come from Brazil and all of that, it's a reason why they looking at Kroger like, oh, that's a good-ass job right. for me. Think about where they come there. from. Right. This is a good-ass <laughs> fucking job for me. And the reality mm-hmm. is it's a lot in America. Yeah, we have people starving and poor right here in America, right? But we do have a lot of resources and food and yeah. everything like that. Think about it. You a young black kid in the hood, right? And you hungry. You can, you can, you know, find your way and eat. You Or you could just go to the fucking store and rob that motherfucker. Think about if you're in a country where it ain't no fucking store to rob. Right. It's a third world country. As a matter of fact, if you think about a country where you at, where you dying from fucking having diarrhea. Mm. You just go eat some bullshit and have diarrhea to go take some take some medicine. You good. Mm. These motherfuckers are died at. So I'm not saying America is the greatest thing ever, but I will say that this is a damn good place to be. Yeah. And it could be better, especially and they have to pay for the sins of, of uh what they did to yeah. for their sins in regards to what they done to us and the Native Americans as well. You know, they have to pay for those sins at some point and I think we'll get to that point someday. But uh and that's what I meant when you speaking from the perspective of a, a black American. Yeah, yeah you, definitely. You've been you, we've seen so much negativity because the reality is in America we at the bottom of the totem pole. We influence everything, but we at the bottom of the we influence everything in the world. But we're at the bottom of the totem pole in America, and because of that, we want our just do. So greatest though. Shout out to America. <laughs> right. My last point on that is just to just to flip it on the uh, play devil's advocate. Okay. My point was to make was what to find a place where we didn't need mm. all the things we need to hear. Like you like like if you go back to making it, like you need so much to uh obtain so many amount of things to feel like you made it. Mm. Or in places like, you know, people told me like Ghana where you don't even need yeah. this amount of money to stay here or mm. to you know, you know what I mean? To mm. to survive. That's what I meant. Like basically you're talking about capitalism, like Inflation yeah, stuff like yeah. That. yeah, I get what you're saying. It's uh, we, I mean, it's America. When you're the greatest, you gotta have some great shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, shout shout out to Ghana. I really want to go to Ghana, but you know, of course, when you're living in a space where it's not a lot, you don't need a not lot to sustain that. But we living in a place again of abundance. So it's like we, I, I had a dude tell me one time. I was like, "Bro, you look over there. Some of the people like in Ghana and stuff like that, they won't be having nothing. They be happy as hell." Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Shit, I ain't got nothing to compare it to. Of course, they happy. Compare it to. That's it." I said, "Damn, I ain't never think about it like that." Yeah, yeah. Be so caught up in the matrix and in the bullshit, bro. We need to take the time out to step outside ourselves. And I talked about this on one of the episodes. I don't even remember which one it was to reference back to it. Just watch all of them if you're watching this shit. Go back and you can you can tell me in the comments on YouTube or wherever what episode I'm talking about. But like going back to like 
I see so much of us, like as as a as a people, and we it's a lot of. I think I, it was Demo. I was telling we got to take some accountability, right? As black people, we had to take some accountability. Yes, yes shit been hard for us, <clears throat> but me and my uncle had the same conversation as well. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you the story behind that. But but we got to take some accountability. Yes, yeah, shit hard for us. Yes, yeah, racist motherfuckers. Yeah, we the minority, so on and so forth. All of that shit, right? But at the same time, at the same time, bro. It's up to you to acquire that knowledge. Right. Even if they hiding it. Ain't it's motherfuckers done found hidden treasures. You gotta just go find it. Right. Even if they hiding, it's up to you to get that knowledge of let's take it to the uh the the example with my uncle. I told my uncle once, you know, y'all failed us. And when I say us, I mean the generation that came after him. Mm-hmm. He was like, Y'all got it easier nowadays. We fought for so and so, we fought for so and so. I said, I accept it, and I appreciate y'all for fighting and doing all this shit that you said y'all was doing, but your ass was not doing. <laughs> but all that shit you said y'all, because your ass was getting lit somewhere. Nigga. I know you. Like, I appreciate all of that that y'all, the people before us had to do. But what makes all of that shit null and void is that the this fact and this fact alone. From your generation, it was some extremely successful people. Why the fuck you couldn't be one of them? Yeah. Why you couldn't find the resources? And it was people that came from worse than you, nigga. You was poor, picking cotton and all that other shit. I got older uncles mm-hmm. and shit. Everybody mm-hmm. like 60 plus because my mama had me at an older age. But you was older, doing all of that shit out in the fields, fucking off of all that other shit. But it's people that came from circumstances way worse than that in the inner city, getting fucked over, no mama, no daddy, all mm-hmm. of that, who made it to be just fucking great. They chose to find no secrets. Oh. So... You have no excuse. Y'all failed us. And I think I need to relate that to all black people. Like if you, especially if you're growing up in this time and this day, that excuse of this and this and that, the white man is the white man that like, yeah, fuck them. Navigate around them. Navigate. You know how to navigate. You've been here your whole life. You ain't been no fucking where else. Navigate around the ass. Mm-hmm. Get out, the, get out the white folks and them racist folks way. Get out them racist white folks way. Get out their way. Navigate around them. Build yourself up and make a better situation for yourself. Stop blaming other people. And it's going to be a little harder for you. But we strong. We built for it. it. It ain't no worse than slavery. That's what our ancestors had to go through. It ain't worse than slavery. Sure. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And folks going to hate. <laughs> folks might hate me on this. But I was just having a conversation with Shit. a Puerto Rican. <laughs> a Puerto Rican co-worker of mine. Because he was, we was talking about how one of our co-workers had told him, like, ain't you Mexican? He was just like, he was talking about how kind of like ignorance is bliss. But I was like, imagine that. I said, yeah, it is bliss because he just didn't know the differences between being Mexican, Puerto Rican, is different stuff like that. But I was like, imagine that, how hard it is for somebody who to, because we call Hispanic people dumb because they got to, you know, they don't know English. But it's like, that's not their primary language. Right. So imagine them having to navigate around that. And then you got them being oppressed and all that type of stuff. Like, like you was just saying, T, we was born here. Yeah. So we ain't have to deal with that. So again, that goes, that furthers your point of we really ain't got no excuse. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got the justice system out there, all this stuff, whoop de whoop, racism, white supremacism, you know, but again, we've been here, so we know how to navigate around it. So you just gotta make your way around it. Cause mm-hmm. it could be worse. We could have to learn English on top of, you know, having all that other stuff. So yeah. <laughs> And a lot of people ain't gonna like me for that, but nah, hey. I mean, it's it's the truth. It's the truth, bro. And like like I said, and I, we don't want to discredit 
uh, white supremacy or any of that. We don't want to discredit any of that stuff that suppressed us for so long. Because right. that's a real thing. Right? No, it's real. We don't want to discredit that. And that has held us back. Redlining, all of it, trust me. Yeah. I'm a student of that shit. I've studied it. I've looked into it, documentaries, books, everything. We don't want to discredit that, but at the same time, all right, bro, like, yeah, that's that we here now. Right, we don't want to use it like a crit. Yeah, exactly. Like a crit. We, we here now. Like, let's get around it and make ourselves better. You but to, I mean? to some people's point, it's not like a crutch. It's like it's like somebody kicking your crutch. It's like they, for some people, it's actively happening. Like I agree. It's actively stopping them now. Like, I know people who trying to get, like, because of COVID, there's not a lot of jobs out here. Mm-hmm. Who trying to get jobs, mm-hmm. but they're just not getting picked when other people are getting picked. So, because, uh, not because, like, who they know. I, I know a guy who didn't get a job, who had all the qualifications. Mm-hmm. But this white guy got the job because he was friends with he are, he knew those people. Nepotism, right? Yeah, exactly. Nepotism exists yeah. in every space. Though, I, so got, I every can't job use that I as an excuse. Got, bro, every single job I have gotten is because somebody I knew got me in there. Right. Every single one, and, and when it goes, it's just you gotta just network, bro. Just right, find, so, find yeah. somebody you know. So, cool to, to lead that to another another space, I feel like I had a conversation with, with a guy. He was like, our problem, black people problem is we just so far behind and we're not helping. The people who are ahead, mm. not st- sticking their hand back to help everybody else. Like, you said you want it selfishly. You don't want nobody else to get where you're going. It's facts. But uh, <laughs> back in the day, we had <laughs> we had leaders. Facts. We had leaders who wanted all our people to make it to the same place. That's not true. Okay. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> a these brothers right Fact here. <laughs> just these two. And matter of fact, her in the middle. Right. Her in the middle. Don't you know that let's let's take it, let's take it even a sip. Okay. Rosa Parks. She wasn't even the first person to sit on the bus. Mm-hmm. Right. That's she wasn't. All right. <laughs> I knew that. They didn't let her do that. They didn't let the person before her do that because of motherfuckers holding people back because she was more favored in the struggle. This brother right here did not like this brother. Regardless of what the movie's saying, all that they didn't agree with each other mm. because of their opposing views. We, and when I say we, I don't mean black people. I mean all people have always been in a situation. All people where we pulled against each other. We are tribal people. It wasn't bad. See, people try to. That's another thing. And I, I'm sorry for interrupting, oh, but that's another thing. We try to act like back in the day it was all sweet and them, them brothers was at odds with each other. They didn't fuck with each other. It was so many situations. I mean, look at Brother Ma- uh, Minister Malcolm X. Like, it was some of his own people that killed him. Yeah. Like, we didn't always love each other and was with each other. This this struggle, this pulling back and forth has existed since since the beginning of time amongst people. And that's what that's what that's where as a black people we need to get away from that mindset. Back in the day, uh, a man treated a woman this way. That's not true. Niggas had whole families back in the day, right across. It was easier. They can motherfucker could be in Murfreesboro, have a whole family in Nashville because there wasn't no social media, no phones, or none of that. Martin Luther King was a hoe. All right, motherfucker. Oh, I ain't gonna call him a hoe. <laughs> he, he was a he, he was a very popular man. Infidelity. He was a very popular man. He was a man. Whore. I mean, he was always a hoe. He was always a nigga. He was nigga. Whatever. You know, I'm Wisco. Fuck it. We gonna rock out. But nah, I mean, like he he definitely was committed a lot of infidelity. Like so, it's like. You know, or I ain't gonna say a lot, but he definitely did. Right. You know, and a lot of these leaders and these brothers did, and a lot of these leaders sabotaged certain situations for other for the sake of other brothers, and then let other people in certain spaces because oh, I'm over here with these. Before he died, Martin Luther King, 
He said, uh, I think I've led my people into, um, what was it? A burning house. I think I've led my people into a burning house before he passed away. It was true. So the point of, just to make this all clear, point, it's been that struggle. And I think as we as a black people, what we need to do and what we need to take into consideration is, one, we are all not the same. This ain't going to be no fucking kumbaya. Nope. Everybody ain't going to like each other. Some motherfuckers going to hate each other. But some we do need to realize, and that's what the white people don't realize, is, is, is this and only this. I'm going to take the best of my individual situation, and I'm going to make it good for my family. Every head of family should do that exact same thing. You cannot do that shit on a larger scale. It's impossible. It, it would take Jesus to come here <laughs> yeah. and literally say, all of y'all going to do this. I think a lot of the times, and that's what we go through with shooting the podcast and just uh, the pressure to be impressive, the pressure to be great, the pressure to keep going hard and keep killing shit. It's... What it turns into is um, anxiety, <laughs> anxiety, stress, especially when you know, like, yeah, we just we making this and we doing this for therapeutic reasons, of course. But we want money, too. Right. I hate to hear artists say, no, nah, just therapeutic. No, nigga, you want some money because if you was broke doing this, your ass would be saying, fuck this. Like, I'm going to go work at a factory somewhere. You'd be miserable. You know what I'm saying? But I disagree with you mm-hmm. because it depends on what your passion is. Like, my passion is. My passion actually is like hip hop, mm-hmm. the the art of putting the lyrics together, or even even getting father creating songs and branching out to other genres. Mm-hmm. If you only, if your passion is only money, and you looking at rap as a financial gain, then when you don't see the bread, then of course you're gonna be like, oh, dude, this this not worth it. I'm gonna just go trap. But when you actually making songs and you you know you connecting with people, I see more value in doing a feature with somebody who don't have any. You know, clout right now. Maybe his exposure not as good as mine because I just made a connection. We just made a song that maybe nobody in this world ever made. Mm-hmm. It might be, it, that's like gold to me. That's like gold because the music is actually my passion, right? I can, I like I like I said earlier. I don't care if I'm in debt if I'm feel successful in my mm-hmm. regards. But somebody who don't feel successful financially is gonna look at the music like a burden. Yeah, but you gotta but, think about what I. My bad. Go ahead. Scott. I'm gonna say okay. You say. Like don't worry about the money, but you finna say what? how you gonna get better equipment? How you I gonna you not finna say? What you know what I'm saying? Like how you gonna just get better overall? You know, right? It's without without the bread. You know what I'm saying? Right, but it, but you saying oh my bad. You saying it like a you know responsibilities. Mm-hmm. It don't it don't sound like oh just profiting. You not right, saying right, right. how I'm gonna get the chain? The the music not making me a chain or the music like this. Right. I currently right now I work two jobs right, mm-hmm. and I I budget so much money out of that to get the equipment and to and some people want to rap so they don't have to work. Mm-hmm. I work so I can rap. See, and I want to go back to what you just said because <laughs> you said you dis you disagreed, but I I get it. With the aspect the point that you was coming from is you speaking in regards to like this is something that I'm passionate for. I'm not only doing it for the money. Yeah. I didn't say that motherfuckers only doing it for the money. What I said was, what killed me is that motherfuckers will say, <clears throat> motherfuckers will say uh, it's therapeutic for me. It's, it's this, it's mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it is. 
But it's easy to say this shit therapeutic for you when you just did a tour and made four, four fucking million dollars. Two things like, can be true at the same two time. Two things can be true at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it can true. be therapeutic for you, of course. But I guarantee it wouldn't be so therapeutic if you, <laughs> if you was broke. Yeah. <laughs> if, if two people not so fun, were, then. a month or a year was listening to your shit. This might sound irrelevant, but I just want to bring this up. Like, like back when you said... You're gonna fuck the girl and not nut, right? Mm. You're gonna fucking give a good time and not nut. Now, if you always fucking and you're not getting nothing out of it, are you gonna keep hitting these hoes? Eventually, you're gonna stop. Are you gonna keep doing it? Keep, keep, Eventually, you're gonna be like, it's gonna stroke that. It's gonna stroke the fuck out your ego. But you're getting something out of it. Girl, that nigga fuck me eight hours. You're getting something out of it. But you're getting something that. you saying we wasn't getting nothing out of that situation. At all. Yeah, you get. Right there, you stroking your ego. You're getting something out of it. But if we wasn't getting nothing. If you wasn't getting nothing out of it, eventually you're gonna stop. Yeah, facts. Right. I'm saying if you love it, like if you if you genuinely love it, like, you know what I'm saying? Some people be like, if I don't make about 35, I'm going to quit. Yeah. Well, I actually love music. Mm-hmm. I love music. So you're going to make it forever. I'm going to do, you know, I, I because I love it, if I don't never see the success, I'm not going to stop. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's something I actually love. Right. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. So even though two things can't be true, one thing is more, can be more, is going to be more prominent than the other one. Mm-hmm. Here's my only pushback to that, brother. And I completely agree with you, but... I tell people, and I always use sports as an example, because mm-hmm. I use the Titans, for example. When they made their little playoff run to the AFC Championship game, you got people... I'm saying t- Lil, though, bro. Damn. <laughs> what? You supposed to be a Titan fan. You know how motherfuckers say when they say your little business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you right, you right, you right, you right. Come on, you right. I'm a big, I'm a big Titans fan. And, you know, people was like, um, you know, the Titans, they'll never beat the Patriots. They'll never beat the Ravens. They'll never beat the Chiefs. But then they did it. They didn't beat the Chiefs, but, you know. Anyway, for you to say, you know, I'll never get tired of music. I'll never. Brother, what if you get married? You're single right now. You ain't got no kids. You 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 live here. You know, you live in your best life. You're going to, I don't know if you, what your desires are, but I would imagine you desire to ha- be in a relationship with somebody. You desire to have kids. That's going to change everything, brother. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's gonna, so never say never is my biggest thing. Don't speak in absolutes. I'm not saying that right. you can't be passionate, but things in life change. So you feel yeah. me? You know. Well, that's true. I might not, just like, uh, kind of like basketball. I used to want to go to the league. Yeah. I thought I was going to make it to the league. Well, I didn't make it to the league. Did that mean I'm going to stop playing basketball because I didn't make it to the league? Yeah. Nah, I, I, I still play. play but your level of passion is going to change, and you might it might turn from a passion project into a hobby. That's my right. thing. Or you might be like, probably going to stop playing ball when you're like a 60-year-old nigga. So you probably be like, man, fuck that. This shit hurt my knees and shit. Well, when you when you just can't no more, you can't. That, now that's, I'll just talk this that's shit. That's just a limitation. That's just a limitation. I'll just be argumentative. I ain't going to lie. Nah, I'm already right, right knowing. When you just can't no more, you can't. But like, I feel like as long as I can, I'm have I'm some part to do with it. Because like, think about uh, NBA players. Eventually, they got they got to retire. Yeah. A lot of them after they retire, they don't just never look at basketball again. They go get a, another career. They don't necessarily stop. Mm-hmm. They switch gears yeah. because they loved it. But some when you you can tell somebody who don't like rap or music for real is when it's not going their way. They they cut ties. They, yeah. they cut out. What you're you know why I give you so much on this shit though? Because I don't want you to get caught up in the ideals of being a struggling artist and shit like that. Like, get that out of your mind. Right. That's why I'm giving you so much pushback on this. I'm passionate about it. I love it. All of that. Like, fuck that, bro. 
You got to get the business right. You can't be out here wasting your time doing this shit if you ain't monetizing this right. shit or got a plan to. It's okay. It's good. It's great to love that shit and be glad you're here. But get your business together. You know what happened to a lot of niggas who love rap music? They made it, got into the industry, and got the worst contract ever. And because of that, they ended up hating music because music, music damn near ruined their fucking life. I just want you to keep that in your mind. Like, I love this. This is what I want to do. But also understand that it's a business aspect to this. And you need, that's that's the main part. I want, if I, uh, we talked to Syrup like last week or sometime. Like, I was telling them like, or a week before last, business, the business, the business. You have to understand the business for so many reasons, not just from a monetary standpoint, but from a legacy standpoint, from a mental health standpoint. Right. You have to understand the business of this shit. That's just like me going out. When we started this podcast, we not fucking, we didn't come here to fuck around in this shit. We didn't come here like, oh, you see the setup we got in here. Like, and it's only going to get better. Like, we didn't come around to fuck around with this shit. We knew we was going to spend money in this shit. We knew we was going to study this shit. We knew we was going to tap into this shit. And we wasn't going to take this as like, oh, this is something we just love sitting up, giving people game, talking, sitting down. Like, nah. Business, business, business. The business of marketing, the business of of self, the business of the industry, all of that, everything that can fall under that umbrella. Business, business. You got to get your structure. It got to be written down. Fuck keeping it in your head and this what you're going to do. You got to have your big boy write that shit down. This is this. This is this. I got this other person who doing who with me and we rapping together. He going to do X, Y, and Z. You know, so right. on and so forth. Just get do that, man. That's important. I definitely yeah. agree with that as well. Yeah. And, you know, you make good music anyway, though. You know. I try. I try. I try to always make. I try to always make stuff that I would want to listen to, right. or stuff that's gonna um, put people in a good mood. I make a lot of mu- music that's gonna put you in a good mood. I got I got other types of music, you know what I'm saying. But my best music is always music that's gonna you gonna hear it and you just gonna at least bob your head mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad there's something that you're passionate about, something that you you love. That's that's the most important part of this. Like having something that you're passionate about, having something that you you love. You know that is a a, a big part of it. I know I just said fuck it earlier. I probably sound like I'm contradicting <laughs> myself, but that's a big part of it. Love it. Also, right? Don't be don't be uh, too too in love that I'm a fool. Yeah, I just told a little young boy last week at a wedding I was at when I was talking to him. He ain't no young boy. He a grown man, but he was like, a, I was telling him, bro, you a brand brand you gotta conduct yourself as such you doing anything other than what somebody who is a brand doing is we let alone how old are you 24 24 i fucking get to be 24 and know what i know now i let a motherfucker cut my pinky off <laughs> swear to god i'm my fucking mama i let him like here take that hoe give me four that's just four years for me Right. Give me them four years back and know what I know now. Fuck that pinky. I get a prosthetic or just rock that bitch. Like, hey, fuck. I'll make. I, if I knew what I knew now at your age, by the time I'm 28, I'll be able to afford a fucking gold pinky, a whole gold pinky. Like, I think that's what's missing with us a lot of the time. Like, somebody can give you so much information, give you so much game, and put so much and pour so much into you. But the reality is the application part of it is completely up to you. Right. And you got to apply that shit. Well, do you feel like 
at the time you was in the headspace, you was in 24, even if you knew that stuff, that you would apply to like, cause does, is it more about the, the maturity level that you at now mm-hmm. or, the, or the amount of knowledge you know now? Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? I feel like when, when you're 24, you're in a different, whole different headspace. You right. was in a different environment than you mm-hmm. was now. You probably wouldn't even been in the opportunities to use that stuff. And look, this, this is what I'm, I'm going to say today, and you're absolutely right. Well, you write for a lot of people, right? I, I tell Roscoe this all the time. I beat myself up a lot because I knew better then. It's just I didn't want to do better. I didn't want to do it. But... At the same time, there are people that it takes time for them to mature, right? That's why I said if I was in the space that I in out um, a head space that I'm in now, or if I had the information about information, I mean everything that embodies information, meaning the maturity level, all of that. If I had all that now, mm-hmm. when I was 24, I would I would have been good. But no, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of people that's just not ready to receive that information, but those who do are those who know. That's a fact. That's a fact. Cause it's all twenty four years old, twenty four year old people out here that's doing the goddamn. Yeah, yeah it's true. Because you know they, you know, take like, even LeBron, like dude, been having like since he was eighteen. You hear him speak, he don't speak like he was an eighteen year old. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's people out here. That clip you sent me, Scott, with LeBron, where he was uh telling dude like be be a fucking leader. Oh uh, like yeah, that. yeah. Like high school then. Tell he was just way ahead of them. What you, what you think that makes that difference in that twenty four year old and another twenty four year old? Um, I just think the want to, yeah. the want, like you know, gotta want this shit. Like I tell Sco all the time, you know, it's a little the little thing that people see all the time uh, with the guy that was in the water teaching another guy martial arts, and he asked his ma- the the student asked the master, you know, how do I get as great as you? And the master grabbed him. And dropped his head in the water and held that motherfucker there. And he started frailing for his life. He was trying to get out. And he let him up. And he said, the way to get to where I'm at or how to get to where I'm at, you have to be, you have to want this as bad as you wanted to breathe in the moments. That's how bad you got to want this. As bad as you want to breathe, as bad as you want to drink water when you're thirsty, so on and so forth. That's how bad you have to want this. But, oh. That's just really the reality of it. Uh, the want to, the willingness to to do it. So, but I'm glad you're doing your thing, though, man. I'm glad you uh still staying focused and staying the course. Yeah, man. I try, try. I just keep pushing, keep pushing. Like like you said, it's still stuff I gotta learn. Mm-hmm. I just keep learning. I think I think when time comes, you're gonna see me my face right next to Travis Scott and Kanye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll Bigger happen. than them, you. It'll happen. Stay the course, man. And also, like I said, keep studying. Be a true student of the game, though. Anyway, man, it was good having you on. We had a good conversation. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming out. Uh, again, we're going to put all your social medias down. You can give it to them one more time for the people who One listen. more time, I go by Shimmy, a.k.a. Retro's Realist from Memphis. You can follow me on all social media at Retro's underscore Realist. Spotify, iTunes, everything. Spell it out for them. R-E-T-O. Illiterate. Scratch that. <laughs> Scratch that. I'm a rapper, not a reader. Yeah. Listen. R E T O. Crazy. R E T R O S underscore R E A L E S T. Let's do that one more time. Let's do that one more time. We keeping all this. Put it in the blue book. was not the spell of the Right. You seen the girl? The was on my ass. I couldn't spell. You seen the girl with the basketball? The spell of the I wouldn't even attempt it. 
Set your feet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't spell Follow me on all social media at R-E-T-R-O-S underscore R-E-A-L-E-S-T. Retro Realist. There it is. Yeah. There it is. God damn it. That was easier than idiosyncrasy for sure. Yeah. So yeah. for the motherfuckers out there that was laughing at me about that, <laughs> you know. Hey, I, ain't, I ain't even mad at myself. I ain't had to spell it. I just give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, man, we appreciate you for coming on. Listen, this is the Chop by T podcast where we get real raw conversation. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. Thank you.